Hi, everyone. Welcome to Season 5 of Meet the Rockadopolis. I'm Miss Like Rockadopolis. And I'm Lance Rockadopolis. So our regular listeners will have noticed that we took a longer than usual break this time. But we are glad to be back and we're excited about the new season. Because in this season, we'll be talking about polyandry. And more specifically about our ongoing search for a second, third, and fourth slave husband. So polyandry is a form of non-monogamy in which one woman has multiple male partners. Polyandry is sometimes conflated with other forms of non-monogamy, such as polyamory, polygamy, polygyny, and cuckolding. While non-monogamy of all types is very common in the kink world, polyandry is actually the least common type of non-monogamy. There are a few traditional cultures around the world where polyandry is practiced, notably in Nigeria and Cameroon, and it's also known to be practiced in Nepal and in the parts of China that are formerly known as Tibet. In 2021 and 2022, in South Africa, a country that legally allows polygamy, a group of human rights activists lobbied to legalize polyandry. One activist proposed a gender-neutral marriage law. Unfortunately, the South African government shot that idea down pretty quick, kind of like Hey Joe, uh, the Jimi Hendrix song. To be clear, what we are doing is very different from cuckolding. A lot of you kinky freaks out there are all about cuckolding. (laughs) But in our view, cuckolding is a male fetish in which a male partner tells or instructs his female partner to go fuck another man in order for that man to jack off and be titillated and excited. Not to kink shame, our relationship is TPE or total power exchange based. And having a man pressuring his wife to sleep with another man is just not our style. Nor is it our intent for like to sleep around with multiple men for casual sex, although she could do that if she wanted to. Our focus is to find other slave husbands to join us in our relationship, basically for the rest of our lives. So this season, we'll be examining some of our past experience with polyandry, to learn from what went right and what went wrong and what went nowhere. And of course, we'll be talking about what we're doing now, right? We're going to put in a really strong concerted effort to make polyandry happen to the best of our ability. We'll also discuss methods of obtaining a mate from a variety of sources, one of those being self-help gurus. Yeah, so we're going to discuss books like Robert Greene's book, The Art of Seduction, and books on polyamory, like Less Than Two. A topic that I'd like to talk about are pickup artists. I feel that they have a lot of experiential knowledge on how men and women meet 
This will be an effort for us to gain a better understanding of social dynamics, and we'll talk about how men and women meet each other in general and what that process is all about. They may have less to say about long-term relationships, so their information will be focused on the initial interactions. But our focus is, again, not about sleeping around. It's also interesting to me that many of those former pickup artists are shifting their efforts into teaching business skills, you know, marketing, networking, being persistent, schmoozing. It's all related about how we relate to each other as humans and try to get ourselves to be liked by other people. Yeah, and I was really off-put by the whole idea of the pickup artists, but I'm also fascinated about it, and I love the idea of turning the tables as a woman, right, mm -hmm. on the man, of, you know, of being the hunter, of being the, um, well, I'm not going to say perpetrator, <laughs> but what would you call, what would you call it? A uh, uh, predator versus prey. <laughs> um, yeah, but we'll also be looking at sources on the psychological, sociological, and even spiritual aspects of different forms of non-monogamy. We'll also talk about polyamory and how it is represented in the mainstream and popular culture. We'll take a look at TV shows like Big Love. We'll check out a few YouTubers that talk about the subject, as well as other podcasters. And we're going to talk about local kink events that we're planning to go to, um, one of which is the Colorado Center for Alternative Lifestyle, or CAL. They have lectures on polyamory. We'll also go to events at local BDSM clubs like Femdomonium, and that's an event that is oriented for femdoms and male subs, as well as munches and sloshes. Maybe along the way, we can pick up some guests to come on the podcast to talk about what their experiences are and talk about the problems that they've encountered and how they overcame those problems. And finally, we'll talk about the results Yislike is getting from various dating websites. Yeah, so I actually tried to get back on OkCupid about two hours ago just for the podcast, and they still wouldn't let me in. Uh, they wouldn't let me in because I am into BDSM, and they don't allow any kind of quote-unquote BDSM profiles mm. on OkCupid. And I had been kicked off like um, a couple of years ago, and then I got your number, because right? they, they want your phone numbers, right? And then I, so I used his numbers, and I immediately put another quote-unquote BDSM profile up and then they kicked him off so you know fast forward and i'm like well you know are they still gonna have me kicked off off yes i tried oh, both dear. of the numbers and they're not gonna take me yeah so okay cupid is off yeah, but i've seen bdsm oriented profiles on there all the time it's it's kind of weird that they're si singling you out yeah, it is kind of. I mean, I was pretty aggressive about mm. it and, you know, kind of like obnoxious, like I'm going to do this anyway. And I just kept posting it over and over. But it, I mean, really, you know, the thing that makes OkCupid okay pretty cool, actually, is all of the questions. 
And there are many, many, many questions, hundreds maybe, that pertain to BDSM and kink. So it's like, it's a little hypocritical. Yeah, that's exactly the word I was going to use. So unfortunately, OkCupid is out. I mean, I've met quite a few men on OkCupid. It was great. But alas, that's not an option. But there are all the other dating sites and a bunch of new ones have come up that weren't there the last time I was doing like heavy dating. But they're all really expensive. But we'll see what we can do. But anyway, yeah, I see this season and the rest of 2024 for a few different reasons as a true adventure, which I define as any endeavor that involves high levels of both risk and reward, because it could be a total failure, right? That's the risk. And that's scary, of course, but it's suspenseful. And regardless, we're taking the whole thing very seriously. One thing that we definitely need to talk about a little bit more is my role. I mean, I've been your cheerleader, <laughs> potential counselor, role model for potential prospects. But I, I think we need to talk about that a little more. I may have to deal with all kinds of conflicting and different emotions. Yeah, during the during this whole process. And you also might have to be very chill with the prospects, right? And and be their cheerleader too, like help them out. We need to figure out how active I can or should be in helping you find a partner. It seems to me that dudes could be put off by a man actively recruiting for a poly household. Well, we're going to try to find out. I bet that there's an entire canon of knowledge in the ethical non-monogamy world that addresses those issues. Mm -hmm. Plus, yeah, I think I can help indirectly by what I have been doing all along, which is providing you input on your interactions with other prospects, you know, reading your text, meetups, um, figuring questions to ask them, initial impressions of the man, figuring out ways that I should or should not be facilitating. I think that needs to be talked about. I can also look at online profiles, look out for red flags, see if they're in relationships already, seeing what others have said about them, um, and see, seeing basically what they say about themselves. It's going to be an interesting process. But in general, I think I, we need to put more thought to, into my role on this effort. No doubt, but we're just going to have to do it as we go along. We don't really know what could be coming. All I know is that I've wanted four husbands since I was age 12, but I never really took the idea seriously because who does that? Polygamous Mormons are generally considered total weirdos and oppressive misogynists, and the idea of women actually leading polygamous households was really almost unthinkable to me for many decades. But I have thought about it. You know, I've, I've been thinking about it for a very long time. Is polyandry necessary for my own personal happiness? Maybe not. I'm very happy with Lance. 
obviously, this is the best relationship I've ever had, even with all of the petty little squabbles that we put ourselves through. Yeah. And polyandry will require us to develop an entirely new relational skill set, which is exciting in itself. So thank you very much for listening. In our next episode, we'll focus on our previous experience with polyandry. So until then, have a great week.